News Weekly, September 22, 2018. Solar, wind dependence will add $1,300 to power bills. Engineers, scientists warn by Chris McCormack. A paper sent to federal government ministers, shadow ministers and premiers by a group of engineers and scientists has warned of major price hikes for energy users if wind and solar energy keeps replacing baseload power. The paper, produced by Electric Power Consulting, EPC, lays out six different power generation scenarios in the national electricity market, NEM, and the resulting power costs expected. It exposes once again the lie that more renewables in the electricity grid equals lower power prices. Under a 100% renewable energy scenario, comprising solar photovoltaics, PV, wind and hydro, with support from pumped storage and some battery storage, the system-levelised cost of energy, SLCOE, would increase to $415.50 per megawatt hour, as compared with the current SLCOE of $68.87 per megawatt hour, or a 503% increase in cost. SLCOE is defined as the average cost of producing electric energy from the combination of generation technologies chosen for the system over its entire lifetime, discounted back to today at 6% per annum. Another scenario studied was the power generation makeup advocated by the Australian Energy Market Operator, AEMO, in its 2018 Integrated System Plan, ISP, stretching till 2040, released in July. Under this model of retaining existing resources until their end of life, plus renewables, pumped hydro, flexible gas power generation and distributed energy resources, Ayumo painted a bright picture saying, these are emerging as core components to a low-cost and reliable energy future. However, the EPC paper concludes that this scenario, where end-of-life coal plants are replaced with renewables and gas, to the point where renewables make up 65% of electricity generation, would equate to an SLCOE of $247.44 per megawatt hour or a 260% increase in price over the current cost of energy. According to an article in The Australian, this would equate to a $1,374 a year increase in power prices for the average household. Other scenarios included replacing all coal-fired power generation, which currently comprise 78% of our base load power needs, with nuclear energy or replacing it with combined cycle gas turbine, CCGT, generated electricity. With nuclear replacing coal, the cost of energy would increase 31% to $90.23 per megawatt hour, while replacement with CCGT would see energy produced at $75.36 per megawatt hour, or increase 9.4%. All six scenarios envision increased cost of energy from the present day. What wasn't studied was new coal-fired power generation replacing end-of-life coal plants. With at least 300 years worth of coal sitting in the ground, Australia is blessed with access to low-cost energy, and existing coal plants could be upgraded and new 
high efficiency, low emissions or heli ones built for far less than building new nuclear power plants would cost. A House of Representatives Standing Committee on Industry and Resources 2006 report concluded that nuclear power would be 20 to 50% more expensive than coal. Westinghouse, in its evidence to the Nuclear Royal Commission in 2015, estimated that its AP1000 nuclear power plant, generating 1,117 megawatts and including the cost of land, could be built in Australia for $17.5 billion. Conversely, the cost of a 1,000 megawatt heli coal-fired power plant has been estimated at $2.2 billion. The Pacific Island Forum, just held in Nauru, expects Australia to contribute $2.08 billion to a climate resilience fund, despite zero evidence that Pacific Islands are being inundated from so-called anthropogenic climate change. Apparently, we can squander billions of dollars on virtue signalling, but nothing on saving our economy. Coal is still by far the cheapest form of energy, with Queensland's Cogan Creek heli plant producing electricity for as little as $35 per megawatt hour last year, according to a fuel and technology cost review by ASIL Allen Consulting. In the last decade, 5,200 megawatts of baseload power was withdrawn from the national electricity market, with only 260 megawatts of baseload replaced. Intermittent renewables replaced another 2,340 megawatts, built as a result of taxpayer-funded subsidies handed out as part of the federal and state renewable energy targets, this year totalling $3.6 billion. AUMO Chief Executive Audrey Zebelman said in May 2017 that turning off the power would help the electricity system manage peak demand in real time without the need for new fossil fuel generation. Federal and state governments are offering tens of millions of dollars to businesses and households to shut off their power. This preposterous solution ignores AEMO's own warning that the closure of Liddell Power Station in 2022 would threaten 200,000 homes with repeated blackouts unless new large-scale baseload power generation was built by then. For AEMO and governments to promote intermittent, unreliable renewables and then turn around and tell industry to shut down whenever there's an energy shortfall, costing them productivity and Australian jobs, beggars belief. And to think we call ourselves a clever country. Treasurer Josh Frydenberg predicted electric vehicle EV ownership would explode from the current fleet of 4,000 to 1 million by 2030. If this turns out to be the case, then when up to a million EV owners plug their vehicles in to charge each night, a grid based largely on solar and wind would collapse. Prime Minister Scott Morrison can reverse the government's electoral woes by actually doing something to deal with the energy crisis, namely resetting the energy policy landscape from one obsessed with meaningless and economically suicidal emissions targets to one that prioritises Australian jobs and lower electricity prices. By ditching the Paris Climate Agreement, removing renewable energy subsidies and encouraging or building coal-fired power stations, who knows, 
they may even win the next election and some state governments may then see the light.